Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the show. I'm Jeff C. And I'm Grace Duffy. And we are excited to be joined today by Jennifer Priest. And we're going to explore Pinterest new shopping capabilities, verified merchant program, and new marketing tools. And if you don't know who Jennifer Priest is, she is a Pinterest expert and social media strategist. She's the owner and chief strategist at Smart Creative Social. And she also blogs at smartfundiy.com. So, very excited. I'm, you know, this is one of my favorite subjects, Jennifer, and I'm so excited to have you here. She's one of the speakers at last uh, year's Social Media Marketing World. She always has a great session. But I wanted to really dig in really quickly. So why does Pinterest still matter to small businesses and particularly to marketers? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's like the fun search engine. <laughs> like imagine <laughs> if Google and Instagram had a baby and you're searching with like pretty pictures, that's Pinterest. And I think a lot of times we lump it in with other social media. Like we kind of, you know, say Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. Pinterest, as it's one of those, but it's really much more akin to Google as far as the search capabilities. And what that means for you is it's a great way for you to get your content in front of people. If you're thinking about the front page of Google, you've got 10 results. You're competing in there on Pinterest. You've got hundreds of results showing on a screen. And then there's so many different ways for people to discover your content. It's a much more level playing field. And there's a lot more opportunity for you to get your products, your ideas, the things that you're doing in front of people. Awesome. So you mentioned that it gets lumped in a lot with uh, social media platforms, but Pinterest has actually been actively distancing itself from being mm -hmm. called a social media platform. Can you tell us some of the ways that it's it's actually better than some of the other platforms and what type of content? I know that it doesn't really work well with like those short temporary sale promos or just short temporary things, but it does well for long evergreen type content. But what specifically kind of content works on there? Yeah. So if you're doing something where it's like a sales promo and you're like, this is a sale this week, or I'm doing a launch right now, that's not the kind of content that's going to do well on Pinterest. What you want is content you're going to put out and then Pinterest can then serve it to people over time. So if it's something that's expired, like imagine if you found something right now that says 2016 on it, <laughs> you're going to ignore it because you're going to immediately think it's out of date even though it could be good information, you know, you, mm -hmm. you don't know. So you want to make sure that it's stuff that is evergreen, that if you are sending people to something like a launch, like let's say you're doing a product launch, then maybe you're sending them to your lead magnet or some other place in the funnel. Like to really think about Pinterest is that first entry. It's like an entryway into your funnel. So then how would you use that? You may not start them off with, oh, I want you to buy my $2,000 course. Here's my launch right? That's a seasonal thing mm. or that you're doing twice a year. Maybe you're going to send them to a, a blog post or a Facebook live or a YouTube video or something else to warm them up. So I think using Pinterest in that way, thinking about it's the entry point to my funnel. And then what's the kind of content I can put on there that Pinterest can then share to people year after year, month after month. Right. And can you talk to us more about its capabilities as a search platform, especially when it comes to getting your content or your product and Fun of the people that are literally ready to buy it right now. Yeah. So the thing that's interesting about Pinterest is it's really people are in different points of the buying journey. So sometimes they don't even know quite what they want. They're just on there looking for ideas. Like maybe they're just looking at bathroom, you know, decor, inspiration ideas, and they don't know that they want tile or wood floor or, you know, they're not sure. So there, you've got those people. And then you also have people who are like, I'm ready to buy. I'm looking for a specific type of tile, or I'm looking for something very specific. Like I was in there looking for a special kind of bedside table. I had like very specific things I wanted to have on that table. So depending on where they're at in the journey, you're going to have different content that, that's going to appeal to them. Maybe you are pinning your products, right? Which we're going to talk about a lot today. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are pinning content that's like 16 different flooring ideas for a bathroom. You know, maybe that's the kind of content you're making. So really thinking about like, 
kind of the different places that people are in their journey as far as like what kind of content you're going to share. Now, the thing that's great about Pinterest is that the SEO is pretty straightforward. <laughs> you have to have good experience on your website, right? It crawls your website just like Google. But if you're going on Pinterest and looking for the types of key, looking for what keywords are in that for that term that you want to rank for, go look on Pinterest, see what the keywords are, put those in your pin title, put those in your pin description, have those on the text on the pin, make sure that the image is clear. It's pretty easy to get it to rank in search. Then you add fresh pins to that mix, right? Pinterest always wants fresh content. So you're just going to make new iterations of pins going to the same content, put those out regularly and it just snowballs and grows. And it's really interesting to see how this works and it can work like this, like literally in days, I, I was working on a, um, a client account the last week of April. And she was like, what did you do? All of a sudden my traffic is like, Psh! and I was like, oh, we just turned everything on and started the machine going. But it really can work really, really quickly. Whereas like Google, it takes months for your content to be crawled. Something like Facebook, it's got a whole different way of making content go viral. In fact, we have a member, I was talking to a member in my program yesterday. She's like, I've got, you know, almost a hundred thousand Facebook followers. I get a ton of traffic from Facebook, but I cannot break 9,000 page views a month on my website. And I'm trying to get more traffic from Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And it was the way that her, her content was being packaged was great for Facebook. It was terrible for search. It was terrible for Google, terrible for Pinterest. And so with a few tweaks, you know, she's going to go in and, and last night she's like, I'm going in right now and I'm going to change these things. With a few tweaks, you can get your, your content to show up and search on Pinterest. She will likely see a surge in traffic from Pinterest months before she sees anything coming from Google. And that's what I love about Pinterest. It's so much faster. That's awesome. We do have a great question. Before we go into our first bit of news that I want to pull up from Lee, and she goes, are there strategies for organic traffic on Pinterest if you are a local focused small business, or is it mm -hmm. better for national exposure where you can ship anywhere, like if you're an Etsy or website-based seller, or for online services slash membership-based blogs? I do think it's better for like international, you know, or, or national, like you you have a way to reach those people no matter where they are. That said, there are lots of exceptions to the rule. So if you're in a tourist destination and people are looking for like, I want to see, I don't know, like best places to eat in Miami or something like that. Like maybe that's something that you have a restaurant. And so you can then be in those searches on Pinterest. Right. I, I think it's, you got to be a little bit more creative. So if you're somewhere where there's touristy things and people are looking for things to do, like in that tourist destination, you could couple that with what you're doing, go on Pinterest and look and see what are the search for those things. See what else is out there for that. If anyone's even looking for it, you can tell if there's suggested search words at the top of the search. Um, you type search term into Pinterest, you can see at the top if there's additional keywords. I think that would be helpful to go and like kind of check out, you know, what's there for what I think I would want to rank for. Um, that said, does it mean that you cannot rank if you're a local business for something? No, you right. know, and it just depends on what your goals are. Maybe you want to be like, have some notoriety over a certain type of coffee you make or something. Right. Is it going to give you a ton of local traffic? Not really. Like, it's not like someone going on Yelp looking for right. like a restaurant or something like that. Gotcha. But I think just being aware that like there's possibilities there. The investment for the ROI is a low, low, low investment. Put some pins out, get, get them in tailwind, get it going. Right. And you don't have to like be in there all day, every day. Like Instagram, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to make my perfect, beautiful Instagram. I don't know what to post today. I have to post every day. Like <laughs> right. it's not that kind of pressure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right, right. Well, that, I think that's great. That's a great overview for why this matters. And then these tools we're going to go and some of these new updates we're going to jump into right now, I think will uh, excite and maybe like give some uh, marketers some, some great ideas. So Grace, take this first one away about Pinterest rolling out a new planning and organizational tools for boards. What is this all about? Yeah, they introduced three new products this last week. One was the ability to add planning notes and dates within your board. So when you pin something for like that bathroom project, you can make notes in there of when you want to do things or dates of when things are going to be delivered or even add links to other products. And so you can just look at like, you know, it's time to pick out a sink. So now you can add the picture of the sink that you want, right? So the second thing they rolled out was using a combination of machine learning and also their own 
PinSage technology, they will now help you automatically organize your boards and provide suggestions on how things should be grouped. So one of the examples they had was that if you had a crazy number of like kids one day activities, Pinterest will then recommend that maybe you could just say these are real great nighttime activities or these are great summer activities or these are great crafting projects. And so it just automatically organizes those and makes those recommendations to you. It will also, this is the third thing, recommend additional products to add to your board. So if you are, again, decorating or redoing that bathroom, be like, here's a mirror that you didn't think about or here's a light fixture that goes along with the other thing. So, you know, they said that this new technology is rolling out globally on web and then in their apps on iOS and Android as of this week. So Jennifer, have you had a chance to play with any of them? And what do you think, uh, especially from a user perspective and then particularly from a marketing perspective? So I haven't actually had it like working on my account yet, but I did a ton of research and um, you know, what's interesting is everywhere that Pinterest talks about this, they use the word pinners. Pinners are the users. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Pinterest has already said that sections, like you can, ha- you can have a board, like let's say you have a board say- that says my favorite recipes. Sections are in the board where you can then organize those things into subcategories. So now you have desserts and chicken and whatever. Have you decided to organize it? Those were built for the end user, for the pinner, for the consumer. And so we saw a lot of businesses going, oh, I'm going to organize into sections and that's going to be better SEO wise. And the word that I got from my contacts at Pinterest is that there's no SEO value to dividing stuff into sections. Essentially, what I would say is if you have enough content in your boards as a brand to divide things into sections, you have enough content to make that into its own new board, like get very specific with your boards. So these tools are all meant for pinners. They're meant for the end consumer. That said, it's very, very important. Like when we think about PinSage and all of the functionality, how does this actually work? Like how does Pinterest actually execute this? It's all based on the information on your pin. So it's now more important than ever for you to have a good pin title that has keywords in it for you to have a clear description that has keywords and really clearly communicates what the pin is about to have the image be something that Pinterest pixie software can actually read. So Pinterest can scan the image and see what's in the image. They can see the text overlay. What words are you choosing to put on there? All of that data, Pinterest pulls it all together and then they pull it into a one word annotation that then that's what describes your pin. And that's like a label that they attach to that pin. And then they use all those labels within PinSage to figure out, okay, these things all kind of go together, right? These all are chickeny things. And mm-hmm. so we should put those on a chicken section for right. this pinner. How do you get your stuff to be pulled in there? You have to have really good SEO. So I think for us, we're not going to go and use this to organize our content on our brand boards, our company boards, but we're going to use this to say it's now more important than ever that I am really on point and clear and fill out all those sections of my pin so that it can then be properly grouped because not just for this, these groupings and these things like that, but also for search to be suggested and more like this to be shown in the smart feed for all of those things. So it's just kind of reinforcing the importance of spending the time on doing that keyword research ahead of time and doing that proper SEO on the pins themselves. And as far as like the notes and the dates, I, I don't see those being super useful for marketers. Again, I think these are really consumer tools, Yeah, I just, but I think it's insightful for us to see where Pinterest is going. I just wanted to make sure that as far as we know, there is no SEO value from people adding notes or dates to your pin. Like you said, this is all for the end user, for them to organize their stuff. But there's a great question here by uh, Sean, and I want to talk about this a little bit. He goes, do you recommend text overlaid on an image or just the image with the text in the pin description? And I I think I know your answer to this, but I want you to answer this. Yeah. I love this question because... It depends on what else is in the feed for that keyword that you're searching for, that you want to be ranked in search for. So you have to go look there. If we look at a search for like best vacation homes in Tahiti, I guarantee you're going to see almost no photos with text overlays. If I'm searching for how to organize my pantry, almost every single photo is going to have a big text overlay. Mm -hmm. 
you got to look at the search results for what keywords you want to rank for and then see how you're going to make your content stand out in that feed. And understand the intent in someone pinning that. If I'm looking for best vacation homes in Tahiti or Tahiti vacation, I may never go to Tahiti. Maybe I just want pretty stuff for my dream board. And so I'm going to pin a pin image without text on it. Does that help your brand? Not really. But if I'm going to a different kind of search, I might be looking for Like if I'm looking to organize my pantry, I want to take action right now. So a pin with text on it is going to, that can communicate to me really clearly in a big font what I'm going to get is going to be better because when we're looking in the search in the search feed, I don't see the description. We see the pin and the title. Mm-hmm. We don't see, see all the words. Right. So if all I have is a picture of an organized pantry, I may be like, well, I don't really know if that's right. going to give me what I want. Well, the other thing Pinterest now can read with the algorithm text on a pin. So I think that plays in for search as well. And, but your point of is testing stuff out, seeing what's showing up in the feed and search, but yeah, don't forget that. And we've talked about this before. I think you and I have Jennifer about the Mm -hmm. scripty fonts, which uh, Pinterest can't Mm -hmm. read and will can hurt your SEO because Pinterest algorithm now can read what's on your pin. So it's, it's very important to uh, test that stuff out. So like we said, this is for end users and stuff we just talked about, but the question, because I know, uh, Jennifer, you're super in and, and analyzing how search works on Pinterest. Do people visit individuals or brand boards, or is it mostly discover happening in like the smart feed and search? So how are people using it? Yeah, so I would say it's smart feed and search. Okay. I mean, I don't have like actual data numbers on that, but we don't see a lot of people coming to Pinterest like going to your, the only way they really would get to your, like your profile, mm-hmm. your boards is if they came from your website, they're already interested in you. They're already aware of you. They're already following you. So they can access you from the following tab. You know, if you go on mobile, it's very easy to get to the following tab right. on desktop. It's a little bit smaller. So if they're already following you, they might go there. You can in search, you can choose to search for specific pinners. You can search for specific boards, but they're not really going to interact with you in that way. It's really through search. There's really three main surfaces on Pinterest that where people discover your content that's in the home feed, right? The smart feed, Pinterest.com, right? That's in search, right? Shows up in search. And then when you open a pin and you scroll down and you see more like this, those are suggested pins based on that, that pin. Those are really the three main areas where people are going to discover you. And so knowing that it's like search is, is the cornerstone. So if you have a choice to choose between text on the pin and text, not on the pin and text on the pin is going to give Pinterest more information, give them more information. Gotcha. Well, and I don't know the answer to this and maybe you do. So Bo asks, can Pinterest also read text overlay on video like they can on images? I do not know. I am not sure. They're geniuses over on Pinterest engineering. So if they can't now, they, they will be able to, is what I would I say. I would imagine that they can do that. Yeah. yeah. yeah Maybe but, they already can and they, they haven't told us super yet. Super secret, you know? yeah. So, yeah. But, but thanks for breaking that down because I think that's important because like we said, this is the stuff we just talked about is for the end user. And I, I wanted to tie that into how the people searching because like, it's not worth it to me to, like you said, break down and have all these different sections of my board. It's, it's more important for me to break out that to another board because mm-hmm. that's how people will find it. The, uh, all this stuff is for the end user, uh, having them organize it for their ease of use. So we do have some more, a ton of more uh, Pinterest news to cover. So Grace, uh, talk about this new ways to shop, which I know a lot of people are into e-commerce and oh this is gosh, really important. Yes. So that was for the end user. This is for the marketer. Okay. <laughs> so at the beginning of April, Pinterest began expanding its shopping capabilities with new ways to shop right from pins boards, and from search. So this entailed the rollout of a new shop tab, which is a dedicated section where users can search and browse in-stock inventory from retailers. So again, it relies on the retailer's ability to maintain their stock and maintain what, what products are available. And of course, I think if you're doing shoppable pins, you'd be doing that. Anyway, so it's pulling info directly from Pinterest's existing product pins feature. The new shopping tab will link to pins directly on the checkout page on an e-commerce website, meaning that you can streamline that route to purchase. Before this new feature, all shoppable pins were thrown together in a mix and you've uh, those of us that are on Pinterest have probably seen that where you're searching for one thing and some of them are shoppable pins, some of them are not. At this point, this brings it all together into one place where you can see everything that is shoppable that you can buy right then and there. So this shop tab, it sounds 
completely awesome. It sounds great for retailers and everyday users on Pinterest, but how can brands or where can brand marketers find out how to use the new Pinterest shop tab and how do you get your products featured on there? Yeah. So Pinterest has, um, in order to be on the shop tab, I believe you have to be working with a partner and upload your catalog to Pinterest so that your products are on Pinterest. So they've done a lot of changes to before you could like make viable pins, shoppable pins. They've had different names for them. (laughs) And now you have to upload a catalog. You have to install a tag to your website. And if you're using a tool like Shopify, they have tools that help you do that um, or WooCommerce or something like that. And then you, it'll show up in the shop tab. Mm -hmm. It has to be based on like how relevant it is. And and the shop tab appears in like four different places. So it's not like you go to your Pinterest account and there's a shop tab on your account of your stuff. That's not really how it works. It shows up in different ways. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference between the shop tab, which they kind of made a big deal about and like past shopping tools on Pinterest. So what's kind of like the big new thing and why is this important? Yeah, I think the past shopping tools have been a little bit more passive, right? Like the pins would kind of show up in the feed like the other, Mm -hmm. like other pins and they, they still can, but now there's specific tabs. And so one of the big things that I think is really going to be a game changer for retailers is within a board. So a pinner has their board. Mm -hmm. When somebody pins something, there's a, there's a high intent that they want to do something with that idea. And so Pinterest is actually with the previous things we we're just talking about. Pinterest is really trying to encourage people to not just pin it and then never look at it again. They want to encourage people to pin it and come back. And so that's why I have the dates and the notes right. and all the things. So imagine they pin something like for their birthday party, and then they're going to come back to that board to look at their notes or to reorganize. And now within that board, there's their pins and then there's a shop tab. And so the shop tab is built based off of everything that they have on their board. It's going to pull in products that they didn't pin, right? Your products potentially going to pull in products they didn't pin to suggest like, Hey, here's how you can actually execute on those ideas you've been saving. And I think that's going to be huge for brands because Pinterest is really trying to connect all the pieces together of like, we want people to discover and take action on ideas. That's always been their mission in so many words, they're really trying to connect the, like shorten the distance between those two activities, between the discovery and the taking action. So they put the shop tab um, within the board. They have the shop tab within searches, you know, that it would be relevant for. They have it under a pin. You can click to shop similar right. items, whether that pin is shoppable or not. And then in style guides. So like if you're looking at home decor and it'll suggest like modernist and different types of style guides within those style guides, there's also a shop tab. So all places where people are making buying decisions, it looks like that's where Pinterest is like, okay, this is where we're going to put this shop tab. Gotcha. So I just want to make, be clear. So let's say you have a, like a, I have a great, I don't know, bowling shirt that I really pinned, like that I pinned on Pinterest and I've saved it. And then on the shop tab, it, even though I haven't pinned it, it's going to suggest some products that are based on what I like. So it's almost like YouTube uh, recommending videos after a video, but it's products. Mm-hmm. Am I correct on saying that? Is that going to be an analogy? The shop tab will only be products. Okay. So that's really, really cool. So it's like suggested playlists for products for people to buy. So um, one of the things I know we'll, we'll probably talk about a little later, it, it levels the playing field. You don't have to be a huge a huge brand to have your stuff suggested. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the questions I have, so do we know all what shopping platforms this new shop tab supports? I mean, we talked about BigCommerce, Shopify. Can you use like your third-party e-commerce thing that you already have on your website or or what, do you know the recommendations for those? Yeah, so you're going to have to go look at the Pinterest partners directory and see if your shopping platform is listed. Like for example, I use Thrivecart. It's not something that, we could use. And so I think that's because there's a lot in the back end that has to go into that ability to talk. The shop tab, the pins on the shop tab, it has to have real-time inventory info, real-time pricing info. And so it's actually has to be able to communicate regularly with your shopping platform in order to have that. Pinterest doesn't want to be recommending stuff that's out of stock, right? That's a bad experience for the user. Right. So they have to be able to access that partner's Gotcha. Platform to pull your data. So it's got to be a suggested partner that's part mm-hmm. of them. So gotcha. And there's this question you wanted to bring up, Grace. So let me let me pull that up real quick. Sounds like it's better for product-based businesses. Any tips on coaching services? So I was trying to look for this because it's very vague. 
only in one place could I find that they they say that it's not for services and that's not for the shop tab. They say that, oh, what's it called? The verified merchant, which mm-hmm. will be something. It's not for services. And I had a Shopify expert come into my program and we did a whole training last month about Shopify. And she's like, digital products, they will not show up to mm-hmm. be pinned. Gotcha. So it's kind of interesting. They really just want physical products. Now I'm, like I said, I'm having a really hard time finding anywhere where Pinterest says we do not want services or digital things. Just in this one article, they said like they use the word services, like really short. Yeah. Because digital products would be great for a lot of us. So uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be really cool. So, okay, great. So we'll, we'll let you know if we find out anything more on that, but that was a great question. Thank you, Jen, for asking that. All right. So, Jeff, someone was asking how broadly this has rolled out. Uh, Pinterest did say shopping updates are rolling out this week across Pinterest. And we know that this is available on the web and on iOS and Android. But do you know how broadly this update is available? Have you seen it yourself or do you know how, how where it's rolling out to? Yeah, so... What's interesting is like it's on some of my accounts in different ways. So I have not seen it in search, but it's in all my boards. It's in if I pull up, you know, the pin, I can see it there, but it's not rolled out across. I have multiple accounts. It's not rolled out across all of my accounts all the way. And I haven't been able to see it in search yet. So I think as Pinterest is kind of rolling things out, I know that the Pinterest app just updated the other day. So I know some of my users were like, we we can't get on our app <laughs> um, as the update was rolling out. And then we had some people saying, I'm having trouble on Pinterest. And so I think it will just take some time for us to see that actually happening. But if you're a company that's wanting to, to take advantage of this, you can still set the wheels in motion. Now, you don't have to wait till everyone has the tab because some of us already do. Gotcha. So this next group, this is, I'm excited about this one because I think they make it one of the easiest ways to have an e-commerce site. So uh, Grace, talk about the new uh, partner that, that, well, that's an old partner that's re-getting implementation, I guess, is what it is. <laughs> well, they partnered with an old partner. So right. they did partner with Shopify. So Pinterest and Shopify both came together to develop a new Pinterest shopping app. So they launched this with Spotify. It gives more than 1 million merchants a quick way to upload their catalog to Pinterest and turn your products into shoppable product pins in just a few clicks. So they said that this was started rolling out on Thursday, which is when we first heard about it. It, uh, to U.S. and Canada, and those merchants are now able to share their products with Pinterest 350 million users in the U.S. and Canada. They are uh, planning to roll it out more broadly anywhere where ads are available in Australia, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, and in the U.K. in the coming weeks. So if you're in those regions, look out for this. So this app, which we were discussing earlier, isn't quite an app. Uh, It was just announced yesterday. Again, we know that it's available on all these places. It sounds really awesome, but digging deeper, like it's not really an app, right? Like that that we're thinking (laughs) of. You said Spotify and it's Shopify. I messed you up at the beginning of the program. Oh, you did. (laughs) So it's Shopify. (laughs) Did I say that? (laughs) Okay, well, let's Shopify. Yeah, Shopify. It is Shopify. See, I knew I'd get somebody. So you made me, you tripped me up. No, that's all on me. That's all on me. Okay, Jennifer. Not to derail, what are some considerations here? Should retailers be diving right in? Are you advising your own clients to jump in on this? Because this sounds really cool. So if you have a Shopify account, you absolutely need to use this new Pinterest um, app that Shopify has. So it's the way that your Shopify account is going to be able to talk to Pinterest, how they'll be able to communicate. So if you want to have rich pins, if you want to have analytics, you want to have any of that stuff, functional, you're going to have to do that. And we have members in our program that have Shopify shops. And so we've already been seeing this kind of rolling out where they're like, I can't get things to connect properly. And so um, it's because this was coming. And so if you want to have any of that functionality, you're going to have to go and change to this new app. It doesn't cost anything if you're a Shopify user. And then once you have that connected, then you can install the Pinterest tag and 
then you can go and apply to be a, well, there's another step to that. But anyways, yeah, you want to definitely use this if you are on Shopify. It's, it's a better way to connect. It's more robust. I had, like I said, I had a Shopify expert come into my membership last month and she demonstrated this. She was on the beta testing team and it's just beautiful. It's wonderful. It's like you can go in there and you can see exactly which versions of your pins are going to show up on Pinterest or which products of yours can show up on Pinterest, which are eligible to be pinned. It does all of that for you. It just makes it very easy and streamlined. And I think it's a great way for you to get your products on there. If you're already a Shopify user, if you're not already a Shopify user and you're looking to move, that's a whole nother decision. But I think for people that are Shopify users, it literally is like, you just turn this thing on, you know, type in the the data it needs and it's ready to go. Yeah. I've had a couple of clients that I've done that for. And I tell you, I used to build e-commerce sites back in the day and it is so easy to do and I love it. And it, it and I have my own Shopify store too, which it just makes it simple and you can just upload your pins. So when we talk about an app, that's really confusing, but it's like a plugin for, they have like mm-hmm. their app store inside of Shopify and it's a plugin where you can go and, you know, you activate it for free. If you're used to, to doing any sort of like WordPress plugins, it's kind of the same thing only inside of their platform. So just wanted to be clear about that. But if you have a Shopify store, make sure you te- check it out because it is really, really, really simple to use. But let's go ahead and roll into this next section because we kind of alluded to it a little bit. This whole <laughs> verified merchant program, which has this thing that everybody wants, which is a blue check. So uh, Grace, talk about this a little bit. Yeah. So part of its uh, Pinterest uh, Q4 2019 update, they did tease us a little bit saying that they were rolling out a profile verification program. It is intended to ensure people on Pinterest pinners that they are dealing with trusted businesses that have met the platform standards of customer service and process. And at the end of the March, the company made this a reality with the institution of its own verified merchant program. So do you know how to get this blue check mark? It is a blue check mark, right? <laughs> so when you're in Pinterest and you see the brand page, there's a blue check mark and it does signify that it is a verified merchant. So how do you get one of these, Jennifer? <laughs> I want one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Pinterest has a, a whole page on how to do that. First, it's only for merchants. So you can't okay. be like, well, I'm an influencer or a blogger and I want to get verified. You have to have your product catalog uploaded. So again, you have to go through one of those Pinterest approved partners like Shopify to set up your store. You have to have the Pinterest tag installed on your website. And then there's a whole list of criteria for your actual website that Pinterest wants you to make sure that you are following, that you're following every community guideline that Pinterest has, that you're following their their advertising guidelines. Um, And then there's a whole list of other things, things like They want to make sure that your site doesn't have a lot of stock photos, things like they don't want you to have pop-ups that you can't close. And so one of the things that I've seen happening with members in my program, because they're eager to do everything right away, (laughs) they already (laughs) applied for this. And because a lot of them have a Shopify stores or WooCommerce or, or whatever. And so far, everyone who's given me feedback has been rejected. And all we can figure out is that for one of them, she had an email pop-up, which you can close easily because what Pinterest says is that you have to make sure that it's not a pop-up that you can't close. Mm. But that's the only thing we could figure out is wrong. So I was like, we'll take that off and let's see if that works. But you can't appeal it for 30 days. So the what I would say is go through the program guidelines. Um, you can just find it at business.pinterest.com slash It's like verified-merchant-program. And I'm sure that there'll be a link to that. (laughs) Um, You can just go there and it will tell you all of the guidelines. Make sure that you just check your site that you are following every single one of those guidelines. Because like if that member had said to me, hey, I'm going to do this, you know, can you help me make sure I'm following the the guidelines? I would have said, take the pop-up off. Right. Just don't even have it on. Like anything that you think they would not want, just take it off of there and then reapply. So now she has to wait 30 days to reapply or to appeal the decision. But there's a lot of things on there that are kind of interesting, like the no stock photos and that kind of thing. So I would go through that with a fine tooth comb through those guidelines, make sure that your site is compliant before you apply for the verified program. So what is the benefit for this for Pinterest users other than like, okay, this is a trusted source, but do you think it's really going to matter right now? I mean, maybe it's, I'm thinking short-term and long-term, but do you think people are going to really go, oh, I'm going to buy from the blue check mark versus the one who doesn't are, I mean, cause I don't think we're really trained 
yet Mm -hmm. to look at that on Pinterest. Yeah, I definitely think there's going to be like a lead time, a a kind of like a grace period, right? Like a lot of pinners don't know that you click a video pin and it just pauses in place. They think you click it and it goes to the website, just like a regular pin. So I think we're going to have the same thing where people are going to be like, oh, that's interesting that they they might notice that someone has a blue check mark. I think it's going to be a period of time. So I think you're going to have time before that becomes an issue. But I think there's still going to be a lot of people that do not have blue check marks that are going to be selling because right now Pinterest isn't saying in order to be on the shop tab, you have to be a verified merchant. Mm. They're not saying that this is just an extra thing. So I think, you know, you have some time that you can get your site up to par in order to get that check mark. But I think maybe in a year or two years, it may be something where people are a lot more familiar with it. Like you go on Twitter, you know what the blue check mark means. Right. Gotcha. I want to pull up this question real quick by Bo. He goes, is this different from the existent red verification checkmark, blue checkmark for business and red for public figures? On Pinterest? Yeah, I don't think there's a red checkmark on Pinterest. Is I don't there? think so. Yeah, I don't think there is. I think what you may be seeing up there is if you're seeing it, something, it may be like you have a message because that's what I see is red when you go to your desktop or something like that. But I haven't seen any red check marks yet. Let me know if uh, if you can find that, Bo. Give us a screenshot and drop it yeah. in the comments because I'd love to see that. So. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Grace, with this. We want to talk about these new reporting opportunities and updates uh, with all these catalogs and stuff. So the company rolled out new uh, conversion reporting opportunities. So they beefed up their conversion insights and they also rolled out updates to catalogs and dynamic retargeting. So Jennifer, can you walk us through what these are and how each of these updates would be helpful to advertisers? So for instance, conversion insights, like what is that and how would we use that? Yeah. So like Pinterest wants to make that the distance between people discovering and taking action shorter. This is on our side, as far as businesses, this is our way to measure that and to show that, like, what is that distance? And so what's supposed to be in these reports, because I haven't seen them yet, because this is so brand new, (laughs) um, what's supposed to be in these reports is like, Somebody comes to Pinterest, they look at your pin, and then how long does it take for them to convert? What percentage of people that see that pin convert to actually buying the product on your site? And so this is where it's really important to do things like work with those Pinterest partners like Shopify if you are doing e-commerce, because then that's all connected. It can all talk to each other. Whereas like someone like me, if I'm using another third-party shopping cart that is not a Pinterest partner... I don't have access to that data that's kind of connecting everything together. I have to piecemeal it together or get like a special Google dashboard or something like that to try use UTM codes and try to kind of piece together. Okay. These people came from Pinterest and then this is the path they took. And then this is how, how much my conversion rate was. Pinterest is now going to have that within their system for you instead of you having to build all these other things out. So walk us through these catalog updates and dynamic retargeting. So they said that they made updates to catalogs that would lessen the time for the feed to ingest into product pin creation. (laughs) What does that mean? Yeah. So now you can connect with your shop through those Pinterest partners and it will pull it all in. So like on Shopify, you can just see which products are eligible for you to go and add them to Pinterest and you can just do it all automatically. It can pull all the data in instead of before you had to actually upload the pin and do things to the pin to make it shoppable, like tag the actual shoppable piece of it and then enter all the data. Now it's more dynamic where the price can change and the inventory can update and all of those things, just pulling it all in. So it's essentially like having a catalog that represents your website. That's like tied to your website connected on Pinterest. Mm. So it's, it's a much oh. better um, real time way for it's a better shopping experience for the user because everything's updated, but it's also better for you because there's just a lot less time spent updating all of these things. You don't, you don't have to do that. It's automatic. And the last update was dynamic retargeting. Now this sounds cool. It says that people in global markets can now retarget those that have previously engaged with their brand or who have unpurchased items in their cart. And that's dynamic. How would you utilize that? Or where would you get that information? Yeah, it sounds like you could retarget people that have stuff in their shopping cart with an ad on Pinterest. You know, again, it's just that making everything able to speak 
to one another, to community, you know, your shopping cart, your platform to be able to speak with Pinterest. Again, it's just shortening all the lead time on all of that. You could do that all on your own, right? You could take Mm -hmm. the list of leads. You could take the list of people with abandoned shopping carts and you can then, you know, try to target them on Facebook with ads or all of that is just so much more work. And so Pinterest is really just like, how can we make this much easier for the brands that are using these partners, how can we make it just easier for them to be able to do the retargeting and all of that? It's just shortening the distance on everything that needs to, that's happening. Cool. That's exciting. Yeah. So yeah. they rolled out some other uh, new tools. So this past month, they also increased the range of services available to their business partners to help improve their presence on the platform. And these happen to be an expansion of their creative tools. So they are now including Adobe Spark, Over, PicMonkey, and Canva. But there are many, many partners to consider. If you go to Pinterest business page and you look for Pinterest partners, there's everything there from ads to content to measurement partners. Can you highlight some of the ones that you've used before and which ones you you personally could recommend to our audience? Oh yeah. So I use Canva almost daily (laughs) and I use Adobe products. I love Adobe. Um, So Adobe Spark is great. It's kind of like Canva. You can, they have a mobile app where you can design your, your graphics on your phone um, or your tablet, whatever. Tailwind is another one that I use. You know, one of the big things I would say is that if you are looking for a company to work with and they say, we do something with Pinterest, right? Or we, you can use our tool on Pinterest, go to that Pinterest partners directory and see if they're on there as an approved partner. Because what that means is that they've done certain things that is in line with Pinterest community guidelines that are in line with what Pinterest wants to see on their platform. So something like a Tailwind app that connects to Pinterest to publish and you know you schedule your pins in Tailwind and it publishes them to Pinterest for you, they're going to have conversations with Pinterest to make sure that everything they're doing is is okay, is right. copacetic. Just as the same as Pinterest is going to say we're not going to allow you to to publish things in a, in a way on our platform that is not okay. So the same with these partners, like I think with Canva, Adobe Spark, PicMonkey, they're not necessarily like touching Pinterest quite in the same way. You can publish from Canva mm-hmm. and we've experimented with that. You can actually publish from Canva onto Pinterest. So like right in Canva, you can push your pin in there. Um, you still have to add a link. Like there's, there's some things with it that it's right. not the easiest way, like as far as it's not the most streamlined workflow, mm-hmm. um, they'll probably fix that. Right. But I think anytime that you're looking for any company, it's always handy to have that Pinterest partners directory bookmarked. So just go see like, are they on there? Is this, is this is a tool that, that really has Pinterest permission to access the backend and pull my data in for me to make decisions. Is this a tool that really has access to Pinterest to publish my pins for me, et cetera. Just, I, I always check before right. I work with any partner. You, a lot of people will say, Oh, we work with Pinterest but they're not actually on the partner list. And I, I think if you're going to use things in your business to work on Pinterest, making sure that they are an approved partner is just a really safe way to operate. Yeah. And we both know there was one big company that all these influencers used uh, for a long time and they went bye-bye uh, and Pinterest had a big deal to do with that. So, and a lot of people lost a lot of data and a lot of functionality mm-hmm. that they had set up before. And uh, it was because they weren't an approved partner. So great advice, Jennifer, go and double check to make sure whatever tool you're going to use on Pinterest is on that, that website and that list. And I'm sure Grace will link to that in the show notes mm-hmm. on Saturday. Uh, Pinterest is also looking to provide more tips via its Pinterest creators initiative which showcases some of the best ways to utilize pins to connect and launching this new online support community for pinners, which will include self-paced education for business accounts, like it's Pinterest for non-pinners, which I think is really, really cool. So can you tell us a little bit more about those resources they're putting out? Yeah. I mean, you know, Pinterest has tons of resources. They've got the engineering blog, they've got articles and things. And I think what's been a challenge for people is that you go to something like the engineering blog, because you're trying to find out information about (laughs) Pinterest and it's very technical. And so um, like extremely technical, like they have formulas. And I mean, I happen to have a degree in math, so I can read calculus, but not everyone can do that or wants to. And so, you know, when you're trying to like figure out how to actually use Pinterest for your business, it's challenging. And so I think this is an answer to that. These are very simple lessons, very simple things you can take action on all from the lens of 
you are a creator on Pinterest, you are a brand on Pinterest, and you are going to approach it from that place. So it's not from the consumer side. It's really focused on you as a brand. How do you communicate your brand? How do you, what should your presence be? What should you be pinning? And so that's where they're coming from. It's very basic, Mm -hmm. but it's all completely within line with what they are wanting from you. So I think it's, even if you're in someone else's Pinterest program or you've taken other programs, I think it's worth a look to go through it just to get insight into like, what is really important to Pinterest? What are they trying to communicate to us through that, those right. lessons through, through those trainings? And it's always great because stuff changes and uh, mm-hmm. it's always good to go back in there. Pinterest has some great webinars that they've been doing uh, quite a bit lately. So if you see those that are worth signing up and watching. So our last piece of news is Pinterest reports an optimistic first quarter 2020 earnings, despite the pandemic related ad decline. So what happened is that one the biggest thing that I took out of this report was the stats show that the rising popularity of Pinterest, it's outpaced Snapchat, Twitter, LinkedIn, and even Facebook in terms of growth rate. And so it's it's growing at a solid pace. More users, like we said, uh, compared to Snapchat and Twitter. So it's growing. And I know, Jennifer, I think you've talked about this before in some of your lives that you've done. But there's a lot of traffic, like with people coming home right now, that they're that's coming from Pinterest to your mm-hmm. site because people are home. So yeah. people are really using Pinterest. There's no fake news on it. It's a place where people want to go to feel better. So uh, I think we're getting a big bump from that. So Pinterest has managed to grow both its revenue and its user base in a time when it's you know it has warned that you know okay it's gonna we're gonna have a little hurt right now because of the declining ad revenue. But have you seen like a declining, you know, from your promoted pins, have you seen it declining in your, in your area of business? So we actually don't use promoted pins right now, but one of the things that I've seen, we just do organic and organic traffic is great, but (laughs) it's shifted. Yeah. What normally would be extremely popular right now for me is doing terrible because the subject is about money. Mm. Nobody wants to talk about that right now. Mm -hmm. So um, those are not doing well at all. But other content has come up and just had like amazing surges, like 400% increase in traffic for other types of content that's more relevant. So I think what people are searching for right now has changed. Right. And so if we look at, if you're just running the same ads, what they're going to be responding to has changed. And if we look at things like Facebook ads cost is at an all time low on the blogger side, right? RPMs are at an all time low. That's our revenue per thousand views on our site because advertisers are not quite sure what, if they should keep investing in advertising, they're not quite sure what they should advertise. Like what are the needs of the consumer versus what kind of messaging do they want to hear from this advertiser? Mm -hmm. And so the cost of ads is really, really low on all sides. And so if you're looking at doing ads, it's a great time to experiment. Yeah. Pinterest, just like, just like Facebook, the cost is low. I I would agree with that. And so it's worth experimenting if you've got the dough to do it with, but uh, (laughs) it's really interesting. We've been seeing Grace and I were talking about this earlier. I was going over this with uh, Lisa Meredith and it was really funny because she was, she's really into the trends. And so we're seeing a lot of different trends during this time, like keto diet stuff is everyone's they're going who cares anymore i'm eating the cookies i don't care (laughs) and so it's tanked but sourdough bread stuff has gone way way up and you know cooking at home and so it's really interesting so use those pinterest trends uh, to see what's popular right now and like uh uh, jennifer saying to experiment a little bit about that so are you seeing any other than money's not doing well are there any other surprising trends that you've seen yeah i mean like not as far as like what's not not doing well. That one just really stood out to me because that was like a bread and butter <laughs> right, yeah. topic that yeah. I'm like, do, and it's not just not doing well on Pinterest. It's not doing well on Google. No one's mm-hmm. searching for that right now. Mm-hmm. It's how to give money gifts. Yeah, <laughs> That's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. And so, which is, would be, this is my prime season. It's graduation season. Right. Right. Yeah. And so if we're thinking about that, like if you had prom content, if you had, you know, how to throw a 4th of July barbecue, how to do a mother's day brunch, those right. things probably wouldn't be doing well right now because people aren't looking for that. And if you flip it to what are the, how to do a virtual Mother's Day celebration, right? Virtual Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. Like my Cinco de Mayo content did really great, even though mm-hmm. it wasn't virtual. The content that did really great from it was recipes. That's what people were looking for is how to make the tacos at home. Right. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and um, I think I forgot where it was that I read this. It was in one of the articles when we were researching this, but they were saying that actually it was, I think it was CNBC. Yeah, it was CNBC. They're saying that people are getting back into future optimism. And so while searches for virtual activities were up by over 50% in March and April, which of course is a given, right? I think people are searching more for travel, event planning, summer weddings. And so I think people are like, they're being optimistic about the future, mm-hmm. but still with a lot of unknowns, it's, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny that you said you were a math major. So I'm like, I know now, Jennifer, why you're so smart on search stuff and Pinterest. <laughs> so you can decipher that whole blog thing over on the Pinterest engineering. That's your that secret. Blog. You gave it away. You gave it away. So before we close out the show, I would love for you to tell people where they can find you and more about your brand and uh, the stuff that you have. Yeah. So you guys can find me at smartcreativesocial.com. That's my website where you can go in and find out more about me. And then I have an online program where I teach how to create a Pinterest strategy and you can find all the info about that there. And then if you want to go check out my DIY side, I got DIY blog, which Grace talked about at the beginning, smart, fun, DIY, or actually Jeff talked about it, smartfundiy.com. But yeah, I mean, I use Pinterest in my business. I've worked with clients and then I have the program where I help a lot of other people with their Pinterest, uh, strategy. And it's the gift that keeps giving, you know, it's like, I've been on the other platforms for years. I've been, I've been a social media manager for 10 years and Pinterest is like, man, it's just so the ROI you get for the effort. It's like, you can't match it. It, You know, it's like, it's really hard to do Facebook lives, right? That's a lot of work, a lot of time. Like it's, it's really hard to do like, Oh my gosh, I got to make the best styled Instagram post and show up on my story five times a day and all these things that the experts tell us. Then on Pinterest, it's really a lot less involved as far as the effort you have to put in for the return that you get, because it just continues year after year. And that's why I love it so much, you know? Yeah. I think everyone should be on there. Um, if you have any kind of online presence, like it can send you traffic. Yeah. I echo that. That's awesome. And as always, all the stuff that we talked about today, all the links, the things we talked about, Pinterest, the best practices, some of their resources, it's going to be all on the uh, the show notes that we put together at Social Media Marketing Talk Show Recap. It's published on Saturdays at Social Media Examiner. You can find that at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash news at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash news. And also, we don't forget this is a podcast. We'd love for you to subscribe <laughs> and, you know, Rate and review it there on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Spotify, Grace. Uh, With new episodes publishing every Saturday, uh, we'd love for you to leave us a review. And our next show is on Friday, May 15th, uh, 2020 at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And uh, if you'd love to add us to your calendar, go to socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show so you never miss great guests like we had with Jennifer today. Thank you. Thank you everyone for joining us. And thank you, Jennifer, for being here and sprinkling all of your Pinterest knowledge on all of us. I think you got us all pretty much excited about Pinterest. If not continued, then again. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.